fade in. You're listening to Let's Bogart. Please welcome your host, Daniel Williston. It's me, it's just me. Welcome, buds. You're listening to Let's Bogart, the recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So whether you're here for the plot or the pot, we'll roll camera and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. (laughs) I like playing playing with my voice down here when I'm stoned and doing these intros it's it's a bit much it's a bit much daniel you can use your normal voice welcome to the show (laughs) i'm so sorry buds i'm i i mean i'm having fun and this is a podcast that is all about having fun so i hope you're having fun too whether you're blazing up or you're doing some work or you're doing some laundry i've got to do some laundry right now but i'm trying to get this intro recorded before i have to go do that do you ever get stoned to do your laundry it's amazing Oh, you just sit there and you can fold the laundry and you can think about the laundry and think about what the folds are doing and be like, yo, look at how flat this t-shirt is. And yet when I put it on, it is round like me. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, guys. It's uh, bu- uh, buds. Buds, it's going off the rails already. So I'm so excited for you to be listening to the show today because we have a great show. Uh, we're going to be dealing with, uh, uh, we're going to be looking at Gage's Strawberry Fire OG Cultivar, which is a hybrid. Gage is from Hamilton, Ontario, so we're smoking some homegrown Ontario weed today. And it's, uh, it's, it's really fun. It's a really nice, a really nice time. It's a very well-balanced hybrid. My guests and I are going to talk about it. It's so great. So what we did was we smoked that and we watched the movie Carrie, which is a movie that was released in 1976. It's an hour and 38 minutes long. It's rated 14A in Canada, which means 14-year-olds can watch Carrie. And in the USA, it's rated R. It had an 85% positive uh, rating on Metacritic and a 93% positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's a it's a, a, a great <laughs> a, a, a movie from uh, the 70s. It's a movie that I really loved. It's a movie from a, a filmmaker who has made some really great movies that I uh, that I've always cherished uh, though I came to carry later uh, but if I'm gonna be watching Carrie and I'm gonna be smoking some gauge strawberry fire OG you know I've got to do that with someone really friggin cool guys I really want to say you gotta you gotta know that I'm gonna be doing that with somebody who's pretty flippin' cool so Daniel can you tell us a little something about who we've got on the show today all right. So my next guest is a singer, musician, songwriter, and actor hailing from right here in Toronto, Ontario. She's a graduate of the University of Windsor with a BFA in acting. 
She was a member of the Theater 20 Emerging Ensemble and is a mainstay of the My Entertainment Corona Cold Reads live streams. Uh, she wrote and performed solo cabaret acts like the Rock and Roll Boys Club from Almond to Zeppelin and Just Like a Woman, Rock and Roll Trailblazers. She performed vocals and keys for local band The Midnight Society before starting her band Bluezette and the Boys, playing a residency at the Amsterdam Bicycle Club. She also plays keys and provides vocals for Toronto band James King and the Midnight Hours, who in 2020 recorded their first full-length LP, which has yet to be released. I know, because I was there playing bass. Please welcome my good friend, bandmate, and someone who I always enjoy a great smoke session with, Gabby Grice. Gabby, welcome to the show. Hi. Oh, wow. What an intro. Yeah. Well, you've, you've done some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that made me sound a lot more impressive. I really appreciate it. Also, it's Bluesette and the Honest Men. <gasps> what did I say? Bluesette and the Boys. What Blue is that? I wrote it down wrong and like an it's idiot the... just read whatever I said. No, it's the, the Instagram handle. Man. I get it. Oh, Blue and the that's Boys what is it the is. Instagram. Sure. Yeah. So what 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 is the Instagram? It's at Bluesette and the Boys. It's at Blue and the Boys. Blue and the Boys. And then yeah. it's Blue's Head and the Honest Men is the name of the yeah. I am yeah, so sorry. That it's, is so fine. <laughs> it's been a while since we've posted anything. Oh, yeah. So, when was yeah. the last When was the last Blue's Head and the uh, Honest Men live gig? Oh, it was um, November 2019. Oh, man. Yeah. We're almost at a year with the corona, hey? Yeah. Totally. When, like, I was trying to think of my last live show, and I think end of February will be, like, officially a yeah. year. Yeah. Which is... Oh, I guess... Well, our live stream. Does that count? Uh, I mean, I feel like that, that that's a threshold. Like, the last live gig we would have played would have been... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, when... Oh, we pl- say what? Say what? Say what was our last, like, real gig? And then the live stream yeah. is, like, the start of our lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the I, first cancellation. That was the first uh, uh, live show we were supposed to do that we couldn't do. Oh, the horseshoe. Oh. Yeah, the fucking yeah. horseshoe. I was so excited <laughs> for that one. Oh. One day. Yeah, yeah, it's still standing. We're going to play that okay. thing when we get back. Okay, yeah, great. So, Gabby, you're on Let's Bogart. So I, I want to ask you, what do you remember about the first time that you tried cannabis? Um, I remember quite a bit because I don't think I, you know, that that myth that the first time you smoke, you don't get stoned. Yeah, I I said that definitely happened. I don't know if it's because I actually wasn't stoned or just convinced myself I wasn't stoned. Oh, sure, sure. Um, But I was at a a high school party, and it was right at the end of high school because I was kind of, I was like a bit of a a prude during Uh high school. I didn't do drugs or anything. Um, And so it was, look at us now. Look at us. Uh, Yeah, it was a high school party, and I was like surrounded by my closest friends, and it was really right at the very end. and then first year university theater school i just Ah. like two days in got high with (laughs) the person who would become my best friend and was like oh this is good yeah and and so your best friend uh they were someone who uh, had done it before and and like so had product that you would be able to try and stuff um 
I don't think I think both of us were like oh like new both in, noobs going into the yeah like the pool. yeah like Ash definitely had done it in in high school like she was not a newbie right. but we were for the first few months uh, definitely constantly bogarting mm-hmm. a word that we often use um, other other people's pot uh-huh. and lighters and cigarettes sure. and everything yeah yeah that's a that's a thing i i i got very used to making sure that the lighter never goes into my pocket i always look around and make sure that it's mine first look around the thing did i take this from anybody in the circle i'm gonna be high i'm probably just gonna stuff it in my pocket if it stays in my hand give it back to the person i have many of your lighters <laughs> like i i i know of two that i can see right now that i'm like i stole this from daniel <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I get a discount on them now, and they get nice oh. little printed superette flowers and stuff on them. Oh, there you go. I don't feel bad then. Yeah, don't feel too bad. Fires for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I is there like I've never actually looked into this, but is there a book on like weed etiquette, like stuff that you should know before you go into your first like circle or anything? Um. That would describe Honestly? to people like don't bogart or anything, because there's a market for that, I'm sure, especially now. I feel like I own a book that's literally called Weed Etiquette, really? and I forgot about it until you just said it. Oh. Yeah, after we're done recording, I'm gonna. You've seen my bookshelf, so yeah. you know how long this it, might. It take. would take I'm years. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go through it. Oh, and I'm gonna see if I can find it. Absolutely, take a picture of it, send it to me. We'll put a I link will. in the bo- in the in the thing for where people can buy it. That's hilarious. Okay. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm gonna read it because that sounds yeah. great. I wonder when it was oh, published because so I wonder what's changed. I think it was. A, it must have been a while. My dad probably bought it like on sale and gave it to me as a joke one time. <laughs> that seems on brand. <laughs> I remember. So the first joke that my my family like my sister bought me a coffee table book that was like yeah look at all these crazy pictures when you're stoned <laughs> and my parents were like oh what kind of uh what kind of but why would you need that book daniel i'm like well <laughs> now my mom's on my pot podcast so we've come a long way yeah totally <laughs> Oh yeah, I was I was able to go visit my um, family over the holidays, uh-huh. um, and just openly smoking, like vaping oh. outside. Oh, that's it's, a lovely feeling. It kind of is, and you know what? It was a really great holiday as well. <laughs> Maybe because <laughs> I was stoned, but I think that's not why. <laughs> no, no, it's it's also being with family. But there is there is a, yeah. an, an added level of comfort when you don't feel that you're like having to hide something from them or like exactly yeah you know not be who you are someone who sometimes vapes exactly totally and drinks yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you have a do you have like uh, thinking back do you have an ideal high that you think about like an ideal night where you're like oh that setting was just right the people were good the what we did was awesome the strain was great oh man i I feel like I've been <laughs> I've been smoking for a while so that like at least the specifics of what strain it was are probably sure. gone. Um I enjoy I always enjoy smoking with other people. Yeah. I it like when I smoke on my own I find it takes me 
I have to smoke more to, to truly feel high. True. But something about sharing it with other people, like their energy maybe, or just my own personal awareness, makes me feel more stoned. So I'm a, I love smoking with other people. Yeah. I don't know that there's a, a specific moment. Definitely all of first year university. <laughs> yeah. When you're first getting into it, those, 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 that first year is a a beautiful year. Exactly. And like people who are still my friends who I still smoke with all the time. So (laughs) yeah, I guess that's, that's it. Well, and it's interesting too, because I, I think that it's, it's not that being around people would get you more high, but there is something about when the effects hit your endocannabinoid system if you interact with people you start noticing some of the effects earlier than if you were just sitting there sort of zenning on your couch watching tv exactly. not thinking about it yeah, it's like 100%. when it's like when you have drinks at a party and you're starting to feel <laughs> drunk and then you stand up and you're like oh it's the standing up. It's the it's the equilibrium yeah. changing. It's the 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 new perspective in the room. All yeah. of that can really like, yeah, make you make you feel the effects and have the effects affect you, like actively affect you. Exactly, and that's why it's like. I mean, look, I get stoned on my own all the time, sure. and I've I've had great like trips alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do like I really do like sort of smoking with other people and I think probably precisely not precisely for that reason obviously I just love the company but um, I, I think that does have a lot to do with it and I don't know staying connected and to your I don't, I don't know what I'm saying but uh, yeah I, I agree with you that's why I like that's why I like smoking with other people and yeah. lockdown's been rough yeah yeah it has yeah. for everybody you know a part of yeah. part of this like uh starting this podcast was being able to you know rather than just watch the movies and smoke the weed on my own like force mm-hmm. myself to actually get to have conversations with people because that's one of the best yeah. things about weed when you're out and about with people is that you find the people who are l- like-minded and you get to yeah. talk and enjoy and and you know gab about weed and movies and shit yeah totally I know. I was so excited to to do this. Very yeah, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so the strain that we smoked for this episode, Gabby, was your suggestion, and it was yeah. a fantastic suggestion. Yes. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what we what we smoked? Okay, so we smoked. It's by a company called Gage. Is yeah. That right? Yes. Uh, and the name of the strain is strawberry fire <laughs> strawberry fire OG. Oh, it's so good <laughs> i i had uh, never tried yeah. it before had you tried any other gauge products is this your first nope nope first this was the first time trying both like one of their products and also this particular strain wicked yeah, yeah. there so uh, and what do you know about gauge do you do you know anything about the company i know nothing about them okay tell me I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I honestly don't know much either. I know that they're a small batch craft uh, LP. Uh, I know that they uh, operate from Hamilton, Ontario. So represent Ontario weed. Nice. Pretty good. Um, and I know that uh, uh, they are slowly making a real dent in the market in terms of uh, uh, 
it's it's not uh, it's not like the like top top shelf stuff, but it is certainly better than the like value brands that we carry. Mm-hmm. I tried their Josh D OG and their Orange Cookies for uh, an episode that was passed. I did Orange Cookies with my buddy Ryan Brown, and we watched Clockwork Orange. Great, perfect. So, so this is the second time that Gage is showing up. Um. So, uh, what do you, uh, do, uh, what do you know about Strawberry Fire OG? I also, honestly, uh, because we were, I mean, originally there was another strain that that's we right. Were we had a last minute change. With. Yeah, we had a last minute change, and I, I sort of like uh, panicked and searched a strain. Um, and this one came up, so I know nothing about it. It was quite a good one to land on, though. Yeah, it's a nice one to discover. I was, yeah. I, I wouldn't have um, uh, uh, gravitated towards it so quickly, especially for the podcast, because I had just done it with uh, with another friend. But the name right. was so perfect thematically <laughs> for the movie that we're doing, and that's I know uh, that was really exciting to me. Yeah. And so what I really this it, this strain is a hybrid. Um yeah. and it's a really balanced hybrid. For me, I really felt the like the heady kind of sativa effects and the focus of a sativa. Mm-hmm. But I didn't um I didn't I, I, like my heart wasn't beating too fast. I, I wasn't experiencing any anxiety or anything. Uh, and the indica portion of it, I did feel like a bit of a, a body high and wanting to kind of move around and, and slither a little bit in my arms. Yeah. Did you, yeah, how did time. you find your experience? So I, uh, I usually vape, right? Like I have, sure. uh, the, oh, the ariser, um, so I decided that I was going to actually like s- smoke this from a pipe. So I went outside and yeah, I agree with you completely. I'm not a huge fan of those really heady sativas. Yeah. Um, I do get super, super anxious and my heart starts to flutter. Um, but I, I didn't feel like I was completely zonked out because there was a real body high. That was the first thing that hit me. <laughs> um, but once I put the movie on, yeah, I was not zonked out. I was very, very focused. I'm a big I'm like a big fan of this one. And yeah. it's not too, like the THC level, is, it's not too potent, I think. Yeah. 21? Yeah. Like, yeah. Which for me is, is not potent. Even less than that. <laughs> Mine is, uh, I think, 18.3. There you go. I'm sure we probably have the same. I just haven't checked the, the label. But yeah, no, I was I was a, a big fan of um, of both sides. Yeah, I do like knowing the strains that I can have that aren't going to overwhelm me. That like, yeah, m- much like the the idea of the podcast, the idea of having ha- you get stoned to do something or like like pair it with an activity or or something you hanging out with friends or or yeah. whatever. So having the strains yeah. that I know aren't going to just completely melt my whole face and yeah. <laughs> you know put me on a put me on a couch for five hours uh right? is is really good and i liked this one because yeah. it was it was strong i i smoked it out of my my bong so i got a really okay. good first initial blast uh, uh right but it was uh vaping it in the volcano that i got to know some of the the, the tastes a little bit more because i'm not just inhaling the butane that i'm <laughs> throwing in from a big lighter yeah yeah you were you were talking about um 
about like how it sort of had a strawberry aftertaste, right? I didn't really, I didn't really taste that as much, but maybe sure. my vape is dirty, which is very possible. <laughs> I've been using, yeah, I, I found this stuff called Orange Chronic at the store, which is, mm-hmm. uh, it's got isopropanol and then this other shit. There's some like rock salts or something in it that, uh, uh, to, and cleaned my bong and my pipes and my, uh, uh, vape things. And let me tell you that the tastes that I was suddenly able to get and the smells, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess there was, there was a bit of resin left on (laughs) some of the insides of these things. Oh, okay. You need to, um, I've already forgotten the words you just said. Orange chronic. No, no. (laughs) What you cleaned it with. Oh yeah, that's Orange Chronic. Oh, Orange is, Chronic. Yeah, that's okay. the, the name of the thing. I know that some people don't like it, but I, 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 I've had a lot of success with it. So, cool. If you're looking to clean, uh huh, get mean. Okay. <laughs> with Orange Chronic. <laughs> I'm trying out ads for sponsored people who, by. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I should wait until <laughs> they approach me before I start giving away free ad space on my show. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, so were there any tastes that you did pick up on? You, you said that you didn't quite get the strawberry uh, uh, sweet taste, but uh, what did you taste? No, I, I didn't really. Um, no. The other thing that you'd mentioned was that um, that sort of like gassy, uh, what, that yeah. gassy smell quality. I don't know what that's called or what that indicates mm-hmm. in the strain. Um, but that is usually like, that's the stuff that usually sort of gets me the most high but i i can't stand Mm. that smell and i also found that that wasn't particularly overwhelming so maybe less what i did smell and more what i did not smell sure um yeah i don't know i thought it was yeah geez i just thought it was like a nice clean um oh not earthy fresh maybe Fresh, yeah, mean? absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely like a like a sweet kind of like um, fresh floral kind of uh, yeah. uh, smell that comes out of it. Yeah, aromatic maybe. Yeah, sure, That's sure. Maybe not that strong, but like sort of going in that direction, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the um, the uh, 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 the terpene that's usually. Uh, the terpenes that usually mix together to create a gassy thing aren't really present in this strain either. So I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering about it because I do smell like a definite, like diesel-y kind of smell when I, I smell it. I don't get that in the taste. Interesting. Um, but yeah, people more talk about the floral, uh, uh, the smell, the sweet kind of, um, uh, um, uh, caryophylline uh, uh, terpene uh, in it that that gives it kind of a, a sweet like fruity flavor which is where the mm-hmm. strawberry uh, strawberry comes from mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I haven't seen a lot that would indicate that it should have a diesel uh, taste but mine definitely has a diesel smell so I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know huh. it's one of those things sometimes that batches just come out the the way they come out or your your nose is is uh, playing tricks on you or something i'm not sure yeah yeah uh so it's a cross between strawberry cough and fire og um strawberry cough is uh, uh a, a strain that i had never tried before but people do talk mm-hmm. about the strawberry aftertaste of it and so that's where that would come from if 
one were to experience it in this uh, uh, gauge strawberry fire OG, that's where it would be coming from. Interesting. And what what kind of strain is like? Is that a an indica hybrid or sativa? Strawberry cough is a sativa. Okay. So of the hybrid, that would mean I assume fire OG. OGs are usually like. Yeah, so the fire OG is the indica part of it. Okay, okay. So uh, yeah, when they talk about a, a real balance, and I, I mean we've done strains on the show where uh, uh, <clears throat> it's it a bunch of sativa strains uh, provide the genetics for uh, the cultivar that we're dealing with, and yet somehow it's a hybrid or an indica. Like the it doesn't always track that. Well, the more sativas that you use, it's going to stay a sativa. Interesting. But this one is like a big sativa dominant, a big indica dominant smashed together. You get like a hybrid right on the money. Yeah. Those are those are usually my faves. Yeah, I like it. I, and I like yeah. suggesting it to people, especially people who are trying for the first time, who totally. are, are like coming up and saying like, well, I've never tried it before, but my niece told yeah. me this is where I could get CBD. And well, what do you what else do you have? Yeah, I like being able to say, you know, like sativa or indica you might have a leaning but to try it for the first time maybe start with a hybrid and sort of go from there like how did you feel and judge that based on what you'll do next time but to find sort of what's in the middle the middle experience of all of this yeah it's probably pretty cool yeah for sure well wicked um what else about this this is uh yeah mine was uh 18.3 it's not uh the yields are not very high uh, for THC, so it's not something that's gonna uh, knock you off your your game. But yeah, I felt energized and focused and sharp, and it was good. Yeah, mine doesn't the, even say the percentage. Sorry, it doesn't. Does it no. say? Um, does it say uh, the total THC? So, uh, yes. And then a number milligram per gram. Yes, it does. So actually, this one's sixteen. Oh yeah. 16%, yeah. 160 what, milligrams per gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 16, 18. But still a fun time. Like, I I, mm-hmm. I felt, I did feel that by the time the movie ended, like, that's sort of when the high came down for me. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not going to hit you and stay for that long. But, yeah, a, a really great one if you're doing an activity or if yeah. you're, you know, uh, needing to keep some of your wits about you. The cat <laughs> is sleeping right on my computer. <laughs> have you do that, buddy? I'm sorry. I'm doing a show. I'm trying to be a professional here. Vincent. So the uh, the terpene profile for this one it it says it says that it's supposed to be limonene limonene and myrcene dominant, but it also has alpha pinene, uh, which may. Uh, be my my nose is usually sensitive to pinene, so and that could be where some of the the gassiness is coming from. Huh. Um, and then it has linalool and osamine. Osamine is one of the the rarer terpenes that I found in 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 looking at what uh, what's out there in the Canadian market right now, and I've really respond well to anything that does have osamine in it. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool one. So if you're ever looking around for like, I want to try something different and 
make you feel good. Yeah. Uh, uh, search for something with awesome in it. It's fun. Nice. Do you have um, do you have like a favorite strain or strains that you tend to go for, Gabby? Um, I yeah, I definitely I definitely do. I have sort of a few depending on how I'm I feel or like what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big fan of a uh, blue dream. I'm about to uh-huh. try. I like the Aurora blue dream to be honest because it's uh, a sativa, but it's. It's only about 16%. Yeah, so I don't yeah. feel like a kook. Yeah. Um, and let's see. And then MK Ultra. Ooh, yeah. I just tried MK Ultra. Yeah. Oh, man. oh, that's a good one. And th- yeah, that come down <laughs> is hard. <laughs> yeah. I definitely smoked that one. Sweet times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an evening, <laughs> evening smoke for me. I'm not going to try it's that in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever smoked it after like, or before midnight. That's just not a thing <laughs> it's uh it's it's a really fun I, I i do enjoy it but yeah it it really slapped me in the face i tried mm-hmm. to do a show on it because me uh, me and a uh, uh, buddy of mine did a uh, an episode dealing with it so i smoked a little bit of it before doing the episode and it was it was difficult to stay on track <laughs> yeah it really it really is like it's it's one of my favorites but it's really like right before i go to bed yeah, that's yeah, what i yeah. do yeah. All right, Gabby. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment, which means it's time for our first game. Are you <gasps> ready for a game? Yes. All right. This game is called In It to Minute. In It to Minute. In It to Minute. That is the game where you, Gabby Grice, have 60 seconds only to tell the entirety of the events that happen in the movie that we watched, which was... Carrie. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you have 60 seconds to tell us basically all the events that happen in the movie Carrie. Uh, and we're looking for just a beginning, a middle, and an end. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, whenever you... Not whenever you're ready. When I say you're ready, you're going <laughs> right. to go. So in it to minute, Gabby Grace, go. You got 60 seconds. In it to minute. So Carrie is... Uh, she's a weird kid, and she goes to high school. And um, after gym class one day, Carrie gets her period. And she doesn't know what's happening. And all the girls make fun of her. And then the teacher is like, you girls are being mean. Be nicer to Carrie. And the girls are, are bitches, so they don't want to do that and they all get detention carrie goes home and you find out that she lives with a crazy religious mom who doesn't want her to do anything anyways cut to some stuff in the middle where the girls are bitches and carrie's a weirdo and um this hot boy asks her prom and then she goes to prom but the mean girls are uh trying to get back at her so they pour pig's blood all over her and carrie oh right she can move things with her mind she makes the whole room explode everyone stuff no spoilers uh, they die they're all dead um and then she goes home and she kills her mom with her mind and then she kills herself also with her mind how much time that's perfect oh. that timing was so perfect <laughs> oh my god my heart is beating so fast that was stressful yeah it's the worst thing in the world to do to a stoner but here i am doing it to everyone <laughs> week after week <laughs> all right and i knew it was coming So we're going to talk about Carrie right when we come back on Let's Bogart. We're going to find out what Gabby Grice thought. So don't go anywhere. 
Hey buds, thanks for tuning into the program today. Uh, I'm just gonna interrupt the conversation for a quick second to tell you a little bit about a cause that we here at Let's Bogart think is worth paying attention to. Butterfly is an Asian and migrant sex workers network. Uh, We here at Let's Bogart agree with Butterfly that migrant sex workers' rights are human rights. Asian and migrant sex workers are vulnerable and their human rights are denied because of their race, language, social, immigration, and legal status. Stigma and marginalization increase their exposure to violence and exploitation and hinder their access to basic health, services, protection, and justice. Butterfly was formed by sex workers, social workers, legal, and health professionals. It provides support to and advocates for the rights of Asian and migrant workers. Their mandate is to provide support, education, and information to agent and migrant sex workers to promote safety and dignity for all sex workers, regardless of their gender, race, or immigration status, to enhance access to health, social, labor, and legal rights and services, and to promote equality and eliminate racism, stigma, and discrimination against sex workers in general, and Asian and migrant sex workers specifically. They work in outreach, legal, workshops, health supports, public education, and more. So if your donation of time and money will make a difference in improving the safety, justice, and dignity of Asian and migrant sex workers, so to, you, you get them to provide support and education to Asian and migrant sex workers, to decrease the risk of violence they face each day, and to advocate for their human rights and legal rights. So to make a donation, contact Butterfly directly uh, by phone at 1416-906-3098 or by email at csw_butterfly at gmail.com. That's 416-906-3098 and by email at csw_butterfly at gmail.com. So to get educated on this matter and get involved, please visit www.butterflysw.org. That is butterflysw. Org. Uh, and if you're in a position to give, please give of uh, your time or your money. Both helps. Uh, and thanks for tuning in to the show today. So now back to the conversation. All right, Gabby, we're back. We watched uh, we, we watched Carrie. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and we you did watch Carrie. now you saw Carrie recently for the first time. Is that right? Oh, no. No, you saw no. it a long time ago. Yeah, I, um, so Carrie, like, I watched it for the first time on my own when I was seven, and honestly, (laughs) (laughs) holy shit, that's a trip at seven. (laughs) It, and I was, like, not a horror movie person, it really, like, it traumatized me for most of my life, so I've seen Carrie a lot of times, I keep showing it to people for the first (laughs) time, trying to be like, this movie, and no one gets it as i watch it when i'm older it's it's a it's very campy um (laughs) but i also love it and appreciate it now for very different reasons definitely so how how did it come into your purview when you were seven years old like were you what were you reading or who was telling you oh you know what you would like it's carrie (laughs) i have no idea i have no idea how it wound up that I like did my parents allow me to rent it from from Blockbuster my mom it makes sense because in 1976 she was like very recently landed in Canada so maybe she didn't understand sure. but my dad has <laughs> no excuse whatsoever <laughs> I have no idea how I wound up watching Carrie at 7 Daniel I don't know <laughs> 
Yeah, I and there's always movies. I I mean, for me, I I I talk about this pretty readily. When I first started smoking weed, uh, a huge fun thing was for me to go back and watch all of the movies that I used to watch when I was a kid. Oh yeah. So was there a first time that you remember watching Carrie while being stoned? Yeah, it was again, it was university, like maybe third or fourth year um, when we like had our own place. And I think we, I think we invited like my roommates and I invited some people over. So it was a packed room. And honestly, half of them bailed before the movie was done. (laughs) (laughs) The remaining half fell asleep. I think it was just me and like one other person up. And afterwards they were like, what the fuck was that movie? (laughs) That's what I remember. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember I made brownies for some people to try uh, uh, cannabis for the first time, and I was not very good at making brownies. And uh, we were in university, and I sat everyone down. It was around Easter break. So I was Mm -hmm. like, we should watch The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's the first time they're being high, uh, they're being subjected (laughs) to that fucking film. So we turned it off about 25 minutes in, and... Then uh, James, our, the lead singer in our band, uh, tripped out <laughs> to the uh, hair main menu. <laughs> Just the main menu of the DVD. Didn't even get to the movie. <laughs> hilarious. That's, that is hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so, yeah, this, this fucking movie. I saw this movie late, uh, but mm. it is... Uh, it's a lot. It's a, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a... It's a big old movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it might have been no. I had seen some Brian De Palma films before. I had seen like Carlito's Way and Scarface, and I hadn't seen Phantom of the Paradise yet. But it was, uh, it's very, it's, it's pretty different than most of his other movies. Having a female protagonist uh, in, in for the first uh, <laughs> bit is completely different than I think anything else he ever did. Yeah. I'm not familiar, actually, with... First of all, he did Phantom of the Paradise? Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Holy and he had That's d- the only other I've seen. Oh, is it really? Yeah. He's he's a, he's a an interesting... He's a very interesting director. He came up with all those, like, Francis Coppola and uh, Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and all that sort of, like, rat pack of the, the 70s uh, uh, yeah. uh, Hollywood stream. Yeah. Um, to the point where I, I guess for Carrie, uh, Francis Ford Coppola and George, uh, not Francis Ford, Brian De Palma and George Lucas held joint auditions for Star Wars and Carrie. Yes, I think Carrie Fisher has she talked about this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was mm-hmm. like a, a rumor that w- went on for years that originally Carrie Fisher was uh, uh, cast as Carrie and Sissy Spacek yes. was cast as uh, uh, Princess Leia. Leia. Uh, but then when oh. Carrie Fisher didn't want to do any nude scenes, that George right. Lucas and Brian De Palma just switched them. Apparently that's not true. Carrie Fisher <laughs> in an interview said something like, uh, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, that's that's complete horseshit. Like, I love <laughs> nothing more than being nude and I would have been nude then. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh lover. god, I love I love Carrie Fisher so oh. so so much. Oh, she's so good. She's so great. She's so I good. love her. Yeah. 
So speaking of the the one the one really <laughs> difficult thing, uh, well, there's a lot of difficult things about this movie, but the oh, yeah. the the one that I struggle with the most is the nudity off of the right off the bat in the in, the, in that first scene. Yeah, because it's a lot. And it's, yeah. <laughs> I know that they're all like 37 years old and <laughs> cast as uh, uh, high schoolers because that's just what you do. But yeah. it's, they're supposed to be high school aged kids <laughs> and we're, and we're l- like lingering in slow motion. Yeah. Is, is that, I, I guess my question is, is it necessary for the storytelling? Uh, oh, no. no, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think it is at all. I think I actually I don't mind as much. There is something, even though it's Brian De Palma, I I find that there's there's sort of like a playfulness about the way that they're just hanging out naked in a change room that sometimes you can get with like guy movies, but you don't see with girl movies because it gets so sexualized. And I I think that that sequence especially considering it was a male director in the 1970s could mm. have been a lot worse but no it's totally not yeah. necessary especially specifically the the sissy spacek part like them <sighs> frolicking naked in the change room you're just like oh my god whatever but her, that part with her specifically i'm like uh too long Oh, see, see, I, I kind of disagree. I thought that having having her be completely naked and in this completely distressing situation, it made her so vulnerable right off the top. And so yeah. then to see her like just pelted with with like tampons and pads and towels and shit, I I really felt like like horrible looking at it like i didn't Hmm. like i wanted to look away and to have your horror movie start in that uh uh, position i thought is a knowing that it's going to be a long kind of crescendo of a movie yeah uh i thought it was a really a bold choice and for for sissy spacek made her so much more pathetic and and put upon so yeah, I it was more the the uh, following the women around and uh, sort of like slow motion like like uh, dwelling on their bodies. I felt right. like that's not horrible. Like I don't I don't feel horrible while that's going on, other than you know the fact that I'm watching this right now and should I be watching? Yeah. <laughs> but like you you don't it doesn't feel the same. I guess his idea might be to to then turn that to have like it, this is like cool locker room nudity like we see with guys all the time and then to see that turned around on sissy spacek uh uh in that moment to to have her be so just vulnerable hor- vulnerable and horrified yeah. and in pain yeah. and uh, yeah. uh pathetic yeah but yeah, yeah I, it, you could still do it, that without i think the nudity Oh, for sure. And and the whole thing is just too... Also, I mean, fine, whatever. This movie is, you know, 44 years old or sure. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I, and the new one, I forget who directed it. But, like, I don't know. Carrie should have been directed by a woman. Like, what? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, every yeah. time I watch it, I think even as a seven-year-old, yeah. I was really traumatized by the end. Just like, oh, my God, my life will never be the same. This really should have been done by a woman. <laughs> like, it's... So, 
so I guess sort of getting past that, he yeah. he goes on for far too long at the beginning. But I I agree that it does it does establish the difference between them and her, like mm-hmm. really, really immediately. Yeah, and you you bring up an interesting interesting point too, which is uh, uh, when you're talking about the uh, <laughs> the the. It, it being directed by a man it's also based on a book that's been written by a man and you've yes. also got like <laughs> most of the creative <laughs> team are all men so yeah. it really is a, a female story told through the lens of just men yes it like i love carrie i've read the book as well sure. um and like they I, I don't actually think that they've done a terrible job but uh yeah. it could be better <laughs> yeah you know well, what i mean it, it would just probably be if somebody were to have had some similar experiences in their lives yes. they might be able to better with uh, with better understanding better care and deeper understanding uh yeah i guess you know it would it would just be a way of Especially if you're basing it on the book, Carrie, you've already got Stephen King as the as the writer. So bring yeah. in a female to to direct, and you'd have maybe the best of both worlds, or at least and like some female out. presence. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I I I do. I really like the book. I think it's probably the the best version of that story. But what I what I think has drawn me to Carrie and like mm-hmm. is the story itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it's I don't know. It's so simple. I'm a big fan of like a really just simple plot yeah. that allows whoever is um, creating it, whether it's the director or the uh, author or the story, like the musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It gives them a lot to. I don't know. Geez, what am I trying to say here? It gives them a lot of time to expand on themes that are really universal. Sure. Um, and I, I think that Carrie does that. Yeah. 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 I think that, I think that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Sissy Spacek. I, I really appreciate her performance in this movie. It's, it's mm-hmm. so unbelievably raw. Like you yeah. feel the, the, the guttural pain of just looking at her at, in any scene. Yeah. And, and she, those eyes, like oh, deer in headlight all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Just horrified by everything. Unable to deal with anything. Yes. Cannot and, cope. Ugh. She talked about, she, w- preparing for the role, she, uh, 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 I guess she came to the audition with uh, v- uh, Vaseline in her hair and ha- having, like, not done her makeup or anything, just, like, smudged her face and walked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because she was worried about looking too pretty for the part. And she studied um, the body language of people who were being stoned for their sins. And so every scene, she either starts or ends the scene in a body language of something that she's seen a photograph of. Wow. Which is like, oh... And you really Holy feel God. it. Like, it's a very yeah. physical performance. It, yeah, it is. And Piper Laurie, too. Like, the pair of them <gasps> is, like, you, you do kind of get transported when they're doing their scenes together. 
Yeah. A little bit. And like you said, simple too. Like the the amount of scenes that are just them repeating lines at each other (laughs) in in an effort to try, like a battle of wills. Like the scenes are so simple, but so, oh, just like, like horrifying to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like def- it's a masterclass in like 1970s film acting for sure. Yeah, yeah, the like all that Strasberg shit where you're like having to to really dig deep and yeah put that on screen somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, I, I said it earlier. There is like a there's always just a touch of camp. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Here's I I think that the camp is in the direction and not the performances because i don't think that sissy spacek is playing camp no piper laurie though well yeah see so piper laurie i guess you heard that did you hear the story of her thought thinking that it was a comedy when she came on she read (laughs) the script yeah yeah she she apparently read the script came on set and thought that it was like a really dark comedy and to the point where de palma had to pull her aside and be like no this is gonna be a horror movie (laughs) and she's like what (laughs) oh that's great yeah so she was she came in ready to play mom for for keeps but uh but for for like broad broad comedy and uh no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't what they were gonna do. That's hysterical. Yeah. So may- uh, yeah. Okay. So maybe there is some camp. There's a, a twinkle in her eye every now and again that maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe she knows how crazy it is to be doing the things that she's doing. Yeah. But oh yeah. oh, what scenes? Just the two of them, like the the camera completely on the ground, looking up at mom. She's so big, and oh, and yeah. Sissy Spacek just like shrinking, her spine just collapsing into a corner, and the yeah. camera up high down on her. Oh yeah, just every, that power imbalance you feel, you feel yeah. in, in your bones. Yeah, and that um, the scene where they're at the at the table, and she first asks. Like if she can go to the prom and the lights yeah. are all off and it's just candlelit, uh, candlelight with the yeah. Last Supper behind them. Oof. Yeah, that scene as well. Oh, brutal. Yeah, brutal. And then she does that to her mom. Throws it. Mom comes at her with the knife, so she throws all the knives at her. And mom ends oh. up in the same position that that Saint Sebastian in the closet is. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so brutal. It's, yeah, it's traumatic. <laughs> Did you ever see? Did you ever see or hear the musical Carrie? Oh my God, no! I knew you were going to ask me that, and no, I've I've seen it before. It's crazy to me that anyone would have looked at this story or looked at this movie and been like, "This should be a musical." Right? Like, there's not one bit of like any feel good at all. And I get like you can have dramatic musicals too. Like Les Miserables isn't like a yuck fest, but like. <laughs> There's I mean the Tenardiers. N- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tenardiers, Tenardiers. But there are are there Tenardiers in in Gary? Like I guess John I, Travolta. Yeah, I guess. But they do and are so awful. Like, yeah. Is it is it really funny after a while? Like after they no. go to the the pig farm to bludgeon pigs. <laughs> my, my my fiance Kristen was like, can't you just go to a butcher and buy pig's blood? Like, isn't that so much easier than, could you imagine? Yeah, we watch Buffy. 
Yeah. Hello. Come on, pig's blood. <laughs> do what Angel does. Do what Angel does. I understand that this is 76, or, you know, so th- they haven't seen Angel. But, like... I like, mean, Angel was alive in 1976. So. There you go. You could have just gone and asked the man himself. <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> Crossover episode. <laughs> so, but, like, if you bludgeon in a pig's head and then try to collect the blood from it, you would have to do... there. Like to drain a pig, you'd have to have like hooks and a pull, like a pulley system. So they didn't even gut it. No. (laughs) So the hardest way. Oh, it it seemed really really brutal. But yeah, after you see them do that, are they really like comic relief anymore? If you watch the Tarnardiers just like (laughs) slit the throat of a child, would you be like, (laughs) oh yeah, these master of the house guys, I love them. No, no, oh, man. I guess I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it like that. Um, and they try and still make them so funny, like hiding under the bleachers, getting drunk. Oh, and you're God, like, yeah. but we just saw you do like, arguably, when you ask people that analyze serial killers, they say that the most violent, psychopathic way to do it is bludgeoning. We just watched you do that, and now you're just like drinking schnapps under the bleachers. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and also for the city, like, whether or not, like, morality aside, because I understand these are awful people. We're seeing them be awful so that we can want revenge on them. But from a storytelling point of view, but from a town point of view, like, if you don't want to go, like, pay for blood because you don't want to pay or something, like, bludgeoning someone, those pigs are owned by somebody. That's like yeah. money invested. They there would be an investigation. The cops would be after you. Who bludgeoned yeah. the pigs? Who has <laughs> blood right now that we can see? You know, like yeah, it doesn't. They didn't it, think it through. No, it doesn't make much sense. But no, then it doesn't. Neither does anything that these people do. Everyone's slapping each other through this entire <laughs> oh movie, Gabby. God. The slapping and the sound. <laughs> the sound. Chris gets slapped oh. so many times, and she's the worst. So fine, oh. but. She is constantly getting slapped, and it's funnier. Smacked. Actually, it's it's not funnier every time. No. I was gonna say it's funnier every time, but it's it's not. <laughs> uh, uh, which one is Chris? Is Chris the one who is the like is the uh, uh, John Travolta? No, girlfriend? Uh, no, John girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John. Uh, Billy, I think, is John Travolta. Billy and, and Chris. Chris. Right, right, right. Yeah. So Chris also had that uh, that thing where she gave him a blowjob but was able to speak eloquently during the whole thing <laughs> what was that all about i mean he, i don't know he was making she's some skills. she's got she's got some real skills there <laughs> yeah. if you pay her a quarter she'll do a blowjob and a shakespeare monologue at the same time <laughs> it's really something to see i've never seen anyone do it it's incredible <laughs> It's, it, that's very impressive. And something probably Brian De Palma should use. In is he dead? Wait, is he dead? Wow. De Palma? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Is he? I don't know. <gasps> is De Palma dead, you guys? Oh, you know, buds. Do you know who is? Phil Spector. I, I, Kristen just told me that before we started the yeah. episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Phil yeah. Spector's Sorry. dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, people die. If <laughs> Carrie has taught us nothing... <laughs> it, nothing else. It, it's that people die, and you gotta yeah. you gotta get used to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, did you uh, the composer for this, uh, uh, Pino Donaggio, was a last-minute replacement for Bernard Herrmann, who had scored Psycho, oh. and also De Palma's previous uh, movie Obsession, for which he, uh, I think, was nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Bernard Herrmann was supposed to score this one, uh, but died before he was able to do it. So uh, Donaggio, in a, uh, in an homage to his work, put the psycho stings in. So Carrie's score, the, the those me yeah. me me, are, that's the like the four note cluster of the uh, uh, the psycho uh, psycho music. That's a little homage yeah. to their friend who passed away. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I totally clocked those and I didn't even realize that's why that's so nice. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice, a nice thing. People like yeah. carrying on the memories of their friends in their art. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Piper Laurie. Uh, apparently, Stephen King uh, uh, was pay- uh, this was his first book that he wrote. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, And he sold the movie rights for $2,500 and didn't regret it for a second. When did he write it? Because the movie was made like, what, two years after he wrote it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was big, real fast. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? He said he he talks about it in his book on writing where he says that if if Carrie hadn't been a hit, uh, his marriage and his life his career wouldn't have wouldn't have happened jeez yeah it's <laughs> a, a lot of pressure steve that's a lot of fucking pressure duh <laughs> but oh the slapping uh, i looked over at Kristen oh. while the slapping was going on and i was like oh this is i i know what this is this is uh we're on the slappers only uh uh selection of golden eye <gasps> So that's why it's just Carrie is the odd job who knows how to like move objects with her mind, but everyone else, their only way to, to hurt each other is to slap each other. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris is just really, she's, she's the worst. She's me playing. Slappers yeah. Only. Apparently there's a slap. sad story. Cause he, uh, De Palma married Chris, the, the actress who played Chris, uh, after the movie. And, uh. There's a story of the the scene where um, Coach fucking just wallops her. Betty Buckley. Yeah, Betty Buckley. (laughs) Slapping people around before winning a Tony. Yeah, she did. (laughs) She was Grizabella in Cats, which is really exciting to see her (laughs) in a very, very different context. Right. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, she's yeah, she's slapping Chris and De Palma goes like, uh, I think uh, I think it needs to be a real slap. And then proceeds to do the thing about 30 times because she wasn't giving him the, the reaction that he was looking for. Ew. Yeah, so that's real gross. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. maybe a real good reason why you have a, a female director telling these kinds of stories, maybe. I mean, just and just the sheer <sighs> amount of stories exactly like that of, yeah. of directors from. Yeah. I mean, especially the 1970s, but obviously, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, all the time uh, trying to get like the Shelley Duvall, Stanley you Kubrick yeah, trying to yeah, get yeah. the best performance. You're like, I just you, you're an idiot. That's not yeah. how you do that. 
No, you know, you need to trust artists to collaborate with them and not just right. do things to them. Not just like Let's... Jared Leto them. <laughs> it seems so obvious, and yet here we are. Yeah. Oh, I don't need a, a rat, sir. I just, I just need to learn my intentions and then come on set and we'll figure out the blocking <laughs> together. And... Yeah. We could have a quick conversation over yeah. like a coffee, maybe. That could help. I don't know if you heard, but production cast me to play this part, too. So <laughs> maybe I could just go about doing that without... Uh... Could you imagine if Piper Laurie was Jared Leto and is coming on to set and, like... Shoving her around and giving her, giving her like gifts of a knife. Here you go, sweetie. Wait, what are you talking about, Jared Leto? How how do we get to Jared Leto? Well, because Piper Piper Laurie. What if Piper Laurie was Jared Leto on the set of Carrie? Oh, I see. And then she was just giving sissy SpaceX rats and knives. We do we do we know that she didn't. That's true. I I've read a lot about it, but I I haven't heard that they didn't do that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so there's still a possibility. There's still a possibility. No. no, you could there was and I mean I might be wrong about this if you've read yeah. about it, but I think one of the things about their scenes together mm-hmm. is that you could tell that there was it appeared that there was a lot of love between them like a like uh yeah. maybe a sort of mentor type relationship that might be wrong but i just you're right they're so raw and and sissy space like especially is so open vulnerable and vulnerable yeah that i i sort of got the sense that there was a closeness between those two actors and i hope that's true which is ah that's that that would be really cool it's it seems like it seems like you would need to be to be able to be that vulnerable right like yeah. If you don't feel safe, you don't feel connected to the the partner that you're working with. Yeah. You're not going to be able to go to the places that you need to go to 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 find the extremes in what you're doing. Exactly. Well, it worked because uh, whatever they did, they had that love there and that uh, that uh, struggle there because they both got nominated for Oscars for this movie. Yes, right. Uh, best uh, uh, supporting supporting actress and best leading actress. I forgot. Yeah. Well, I wasn't alive, but no, no. But it's it, it's crazy to think that in the seventies, like, uh, I mean, Get Out came and and won the the best original screenplay. But like, horror is uh, classically not looked at very uh, uh, regarded with much esteem by the Academy. Yeah. They don't really get their their get their say. Horror. Movies. Yeah. I wish yeah, more. Our- I wish more were because horror movies are pretty great. Well, you know the reason that I chose Carrie was because this was like when we were talking about this was a, yeah. was early on, and you were doing the pairings of horror movies and, and weed on your Instagram, and mm-hmm. we were watching like the four of us were had watched a couple together, and I was on this horror movie streak, and so when you asked, I was like, I think it it has to be Carrie. I love it. <laughs> I just okay. had horror in my mind. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our second segment. And Gabby, that means it's time for another game. (gasps) Yay. This game is called... Oh, fuck. What's it called? I'm too high now. Um, It's called... It has two names. 
One of them is uh, Reefa Madness. Reefa Madness. <laughs> and the other one is uh, uh, um, Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. So one of those, one of those two. Uh, this is a rapid fire round where it's just opinion based. So there's no time limit, but uh, but it's it, you know it's it's rapid fire still. Okay. But it's fine. It, it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Talk fast. It, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna talk to you fast. You're gonna uh, talk to me as fast as you want to. Okay. So number one with a bullet, Gabby Grace. Are you a sativa diva, an Indiana Jones, or a hybrid or dibrid? Ooh. Probably depends on what time of day it is, but let's go with hybrid or dibrid. I love it. But what if it was 1.30 in the afternoon? Sativa diva. What if it was 4.20 in the afternoon? Oh, that's right in the middle. Uh-huh. I don't know. Probably hybrid. 8.34 p.m. Uh, Hybrid. 10.34 p.m.? I don't know. Is it a weeknight? Yes. Uh... Indica, what is it? Indicana Jones. <laughs> Indicana Jones. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, number two, your favorite movie featuring cannabis. Oh, geez. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Why is it a tough one? It shouldn't be a tough one. Um, I, I, you can pass and I'll come back to it. Okay. If you, if All you right. want time to think about it. Yeah. All right. Fictional or real person you'd most want to smoke with? Hmm. Um. I would probably want to get high with like an old rock and roller, you yeah. know, and just let them talk at me. Honestly, <laughs> not because I like them the best of all the old rock and rollers, but I feel like. I would want to get stoned with them specifically. Bob Dylan. If he was in a good mood, I would ah, want to get high yeah. with Bob Dylan in a good mood. That's my answer. I feel like that would be fantastic. Yeah. If if it was a Bob Dylan who was uh, in spirit played by any of the people from I'm Not There, who would it be? I think you obviously know this answer. <laughs> I mean, I would bring Heath Ledger back to life, but oh, I don't think yeah. that's the question. So, definitely Christian Bale. Oh, I would have said Kate Blanchett. I mean, I want to get high with Kate Blanchett, but yeah. I need to meet Christian Bale first. Yeah, everyone fair else is, is trumped. <laughs> oh, terrible word! Everyone else. Everyone is, else is uh, fucked. Don't worry, we'll bleep yeah. that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Fictional great. or real place you'd most want to smoke? Oh. I just, I want to, I have a, a very dreamy vision of L.A., and uh-huh. I want to go smoke in the dreamy vision I have of L.A. I don't think that's the real, but you said fictional, so. Sure. Is there an L.A. from any movie that you'd be like, ah, oh, that version of L.A.? Um, I think just any movie where they have, like, a lot of money and a car and just, like, drive around L.A. <laughs> that does sound <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, movie that would be improved if only the characters were smoking cannabis. Mm. 
Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not, I, I don't know that this is my answer. Uh, Kristen, when she, when she was on, she said closer. Yeah. Uh-huh, and that yeah, yeah. <laughs> broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really uh, good answer. It's my favorite play. And now I'm kind of obsessed with uh, the thought of producing a version of Closer where everybody's just really stoned. Stoned. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah, they would not be yelling at each other as much. Or who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, but they're all stoned. That would be good too. Instead of taking drinks, they keep keep smoking real, real reefer. Oh, that would be, I would go see that show. (laughs) Yeah. Producers, if you're looking for ideas to do out there, just have some stone plays of classics. That, that that would be a lot of fun. It's a good idea, Daniel. Closer and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm-hmm. First two on the menu. Love it. Yeah. What about uh, 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 circling back to favorite movie featuring cannabis? Okay, yeah, I, I thought of it. It's obviously Dazed and Confused. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie. It's a classic. Yeah. It is a classic. And can you make the sound of your favorite consumption method? so loud i'm so sorry (laughs) don't go anywhere because when we come back we are going to be puffing or passing on carrie right here on let's bogart with gabby grice don't go anywhere and now it's time for a segment called what does my mom think where i ask my mom joan williston what she thinks about all this shit hi mom hi daniel how's it going today just dandy how about you uh i'm fantastic fantastic so i uh uh, i got to watch a movie uh the movie carrie have you ever heard of the movie carrie no caring no carrie uh c-a-r-r-i-e oh oh that sounds like a person's name it is okay (laughs) so we got to watch carrie it's a horror movie from 1976 okay uh so that's probably why you haven't heard of it uh it's written by stephen king though you know who stephen king is yes Mm -hmm. okay have you ever read a Stephen King book? No. Would you ever want to? No. <laughs> There's too many yeah, other good books out there. <laughs> too many other good books. What are you reading right now? Uh, I'm just finishing um, uh, Michelle Obama's book, uh, Becoming, mm. and nice. I'm about to read uh, Brene Brown's book, one of her several books. So I can't remember which one now because I haven't started it yet. Do you think I would enjoy those books? Um, hmm. Probably I, more than you would enjoy a Stephen King book. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the movie we watched was Carrie, 1976. In 1976, Clint Eastwood uh, comes out with a movie called The Outlaw Josie Wales. You ever seen that movie? Nope. Okay, so neither of these movies you've seen, but we're going to play a little game called Is It Carrie or Is It The Outlaw Josie Wales? That's the game where I tell you different things that happen in each of the uh, parent guides for what is appropriate for both movies, and you have to decide which movie it's from. Are you ready? Okay. You're going to do great. I I can tell. (laughs) All right, the first one is a teenage girl's mother calls her breasts dirty pillows. Mm. Is that Carrie or the outlaw Josie Wales? No idea, but I'll guess Carrie. It is Carrie. Okay. (laughs) 
How about, a teen girl uses her telekinesis to make a boy riding a bike fall off. He is slightly injured. Carrie. It is Carrie. How about a man takes control of a Gatling gun and guns down several other men, some blood. Then he pulls out pistols when the ammunition runs out and continues on killing. A teenager is shot in the back during the battle and we see a bloody bullet hole. Outlaw is that Carrie? Josie. Outlaw Josie, that's right. A man pulls a concealed handgun and shoots another man in the gut. Outlaw Josie. It is Outlaw Josie. How about the St. Sebastian statue may be frightening for some viewers. The St. Sebastian statue? Might be frightening Frightening for for some some viewers. Okay, Carrie. That is Carrie. Uh, Several men are shot or wounded. While it never gets graphic, there are a lot of dead bodies and a few instances of a lot of blood. Outlaw Josie. That is Outlaw Josie. And three men are electrocuted, but one of the men catches fire and burns down the prom. Burns down the prop? The prom. Oh, the prom. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, No idea. Um, Carrie. 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 It is Carrie. (laughs) Mom, you got eight out of ten correct. Way to go. You, You win. Oh, I'm doing very good with 50-50, eh? <laughs> you certainly are. You should, have you ever played blackjack? There's got to be something with 50-50. One card draw. <laughs> it's some good money. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the, the person I watched this movie carry with was my bandmate, uh, Gabby Grice. Who, okay. Who uh, uh, plays uh, uh, keys in the band. And it's oh, the, okay. the female voice for any of the songs that I've shown you that we've done. Oh, yes. Okay. I think she's yeah. the only female in your band. That's right. Oh, okay. Well, then I know which one she is. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so if Gabby, uh, uh, where could you guys be? Uh, you're at a uh, uh, an indoor, uh, oh, uh, the hot tub that you guys have in your porch. Okay. Everyone, uh, you invite Gabby over, and Gabby's excited, and you say, why don't you come for a a dip in the hot tub? And Gabby gets in and then pulls out uh, uh, a big bong and takes a big old rip from it and blows smoke out. What do you say to her? (coughs) (laughs) Uh, A bunch um, of coughing. uh, Yes. Well, that's that's the smoke effect, yeah. That's right. Uh, um, I, I'd uh, I'd appreciate if you could um, um, use that later on your own rather than here in our place. Thank you very much. It's very kind. It's very gentle. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. All right. Well, uh, uh, can you uh, can you thank everyone for for tuning into the episode today? Thanks for joining us once again today. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Bob. You're a delight. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> All right, Gabby. Here we are. We're at the end of the show, and this is the time when we find out whether we puff. Or pass. Puff or pass. On Carrie. So, uh, what do you think? Do you puff or pass? I puff, but yeah. I cannot in good conscience oh. puff to everyone. I don't think this movie is for everyone. 
Sure. Who do you think this movie is for? I I don't know. I think I think fans of like old cinema. And by old cinema I mean sort of like before the 1990s. I think there's a real specific kind of vibe about Carrie and if you can't get into it, you're just not going to like it. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Who uh, who is it not for? Who like where would it do the most? Well, no. Who who is it not for? Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's that's a really hard question. There are just people that you know that you're like I don't think I would recommend this movie to you. Sure. I think I think it really truly is a horror movie. Like it does get listed on some like best movies of all time, but like if you check out Carrie, you're you're yeah you well I mean you're watching a Stephen King movie. It's a it's a terrifying movie. Whether you're seven yeah. or you're thirty four like me and watching it last night, I was terrified. So it's disturbing. It's really disturbing. It's yeah. a horrible thing to watch happen to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoilers. It's just cycles of abuse and. Uh, some, how sometimes that abuse uh, what would happen if that abuse was heaped on uh, a poor girl who could also move things with her mind and yep. they answer that question holy shit yes, yes they do <laughs> Death, everyone <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to puff on it as well I yeah I agree with you I think that you, you have to really be ready to to handle it because it's a, it's a lot to take in this movie <laughs> Yeah. Uh, although I, I've got to say, maybe being stoned for it might uh, might be a way of of easing yourself into <laughs> into that experience. Yeah. I did feel I did feel very connected to these idiots that I'm like, oh, like the the principal who's getting your name wrong all the time. I did sort of feel like, oh, you know, but he is a principal, and how many kids are going to this school, and he's just trying to like be nice to this girl. He can't remember her name. Like, does he really deserve to die? So, uh, I, I don't know. Does that make it better or worse, actually, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it? Who knows? Uh, I'll put it over to you. Gabby, do you think that Strawberry Fire OG is a good strain to pair with Carrie? Uh, yeah, I yeah. do. I do think it is. I think the, uh, the combination of being quite relaxing but not turning your brain off sure. is the right way to watch Carrie because then you just let it wash over you and mm-hmm. you can't, you're helpless. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> helpless. Just take that out. Just be helpless. <laughs> you are forced to watch Carrie. You have no choice. <laughs> you're too stoned to move. That's just... how it should be. <laughs> strapped into a chair like Alex in Clockwork Orange with your eyeballs hold, held open just like having oh to watch it full Take circle Carrie baby in. full circle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright so Gabby if you, if someone is home they uh, they have just watched Carrie it's only an hour and 39 minutes mm-hmm. so they're only like at 8, 8.40 uh, and they've got the rest of their evening going and they've got a nice buzz on from the Strawberry Fire OG what should they watch as a good pairing for a double feature? Oh, 
Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know if this is actually, you know what it is. This is a very good double feature. We okay. sort of recently were talking about it, but mm-hmm. this is the flip side of being an outcast in high school, being a girl outcast in high school. And that's sure. book smart. Okay. That's my yeah. suggestion for a double feature. I just think everybody in the entire world should watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always going to say book smart, oh. but also it's a good, that's a good pairing with Carrie and it's lighthearted. Sure. So you Mm -hmm. don't go to bed having nightmares. That's fair. Yeah, I was going to say super bad. Oh, my God. Because it's a way of being, you you get high, and the the stakes are much lower in super bad. And that's that's probably a good, after you watch Carrie, you're probably going to feel a little drained. So to watch (laughs) a, a couple idiots run around, try to get laid and get some beers. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a. I think that would be a fun time. Yeah, but I like Booksmart. I I haven't seen it yet, but uh, but maybe I should do an well, episode you, on it with somebody. It's like basically the um, sort of people keep saying it's like the girl version of Superbad, and she's uh, Jonah it? Hill's sister as well, right? What? Yeah, no. yeah. So it's yeah. So Superbad <sighs> and Booksmart are like kind of almost two sides of the same coin, if you want to look hey. at it like that. You know what? Make Carrie a late afternoon 420 session and then just yeah. triple feature that shit. Yeah, just absolutely. Go You're going to feel so Carrie. good by the end. Book smart, super bad. Uh-huh. And then it'll be time for an Indiana Jones. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Gabby, thank you so, so much for being on the show. This was great. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Gabby mm-hmm. Grice, G-A-B-Y-1-B-G-R-I-C-E. <laughs> uh, and you've been doing uh, uh, you've been doing some live streams as of late. Are you going to be uh, still doing that? Should people be watching out for those? I think so. It's <laughs> kind of undecided, but I had All a right. I did have fun, and it was kind of fun bringing Mike on and talking to him. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it was a blast to watch. So I certainly hope you do more of them. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, bud, that's it. That's the show. Thanks so much for being on. Yay! Yay! We did it. We did it. Should I stop the recording? <laughs> All right, buds. That's the show. Carrie, I, I feel like there was still a whole episode worth of, uh, uh, of stuff that we didn't even get to. It's such a... Carrie's got such a deep, rich history uh, in both uh, uh, book form and, and in film. It's a pretty cool one. I, I, I hope you've either seen it or that you, you uh, go see it. Uh, like we said, it's, it's a very horror movie, so if you're not used to horror, uh, maybe ramp up to carry i don't even know what you would watch that would get you prepared for something like that but uh i mean or jump into the deep end hey it's cold but uh, once you're all in you, you feel fine <laughs> uh you can follow my uh, good friend gabby grice on her instagram at gabby grice g-a-b-y-g-r-i-c-e follow my mom exactly nowhere because she is not online and she doesn't want to hear from you as much as you want to ask her questions but if you do have some questions you want to ask her you can always send them to me at letsbogart at gmail.com or come on to my website www.danielwilliston.com slash let's dash bogart there's a little sign forum 
that you can write whatever questions you have for my mom in there and I can ask her uh, on the next episode. That could be fun. That could be a fun little thing. Uh, if you have Twitter, at Let's Bogart, you can give me a follow. You can ask the question there. Or you can go on my Instagram, at Let's Bogart. So easy to remember. It's just the name of the show. Ha, 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 ha. Got to it first. You dweebs. The dweebs in this situation are people who would have taken Let's Bogart and then I would have had to be Let's Bogart 1 Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can find uh, the person who did all my music at JJ and his dog. He's awesome. He's a great musician and he's doing some electronic music right now. He's the lead singer of JJ and the Pillars. Go check them out. They got a couple of EPs out and they're fantastic. I love those. Have you heard the Wolves? Go listen to Wolves. The Wolves by JJ and the Pillars. It's on Spotify. Look it up. It's so good. Such a good song. Such a good album. Such a good man. <laughs> so follow him for all of his musical exploits you can follow us at the places i described above please subscribe to the show leave us a great review on apple podcasts or wherever you're getting your podcasts that helps us get the word out and keep the lights lit yo <laughs> thanks for listening to the show i hope you guys are enjoying it yeah, do you have suggestions do you have strains you want us to do uh, uh, leave your leave your name and number at the end of the tone and we'll get back to you as soon as possible thanks for coming uh, I'm going to be a little bit more sober for the next one I think so uh, uh, check in next Thursday when we watch another movie we smoke another strain and we bogart once more once more once more into the breach once more into the breach big fan of like a really just simple plot that allows whoever is um, creating it, whether it's the director or the uh, author or the story, like the musician, um, I don't know, it gives them a lot to, I don't know, geez, what am I trying to say here? It gives them a lot of time to expand on themes that are really universal. Um, and I, I think that Carrie does that 